All right, Justin, sing me a song that when you hear it, just makes you feel like a a deep sense of utter disappointment. Hmm. What was that one, SpongeBob? This is the song that never ends. This is the song that never ends. There you go. I hate this song. So when you hear that song, you're filled with disappointment. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It repeats a lot. And it's not funny. And I don't like it. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't see disappointment in that. But I'm going to take you at your word of saying that when you hear it, you are filled with with disappointment so i guess that's a win which fills me with disappointment so maybe i do get it yeah i'm sad that i have to sing it actually disappointed right now we'll see i guess there there you go heather what about you oh boy complete disappointment um ooh, man i can't think of disappointment um nope i'm blank i can't i can't think of one nothing i i mean i would need a minute hold on i feel like you're not going to give me a minute though i gotta think of one utter disappointment um hmm i feel like it would have to be like a remake of a song and it's a remake that's done poorly but i can't think of what that is um hmm man i'm drawing a blank um how about just uh don't stop Believing. I hate that song so much. (laughs) I know. I mean, I get that because that makes me think of Glee and Glee ended up being a disappointment. I get it. Yep. There you go. Or the fact that they just did that song so many times was disappointing. Never ended. Every time I was like, all right, we're out of it. They're just like, don't stop. And I'm like, fuck off. That's just like their song they go to all the time. And I'm like, yeah, can't we pick a good song? Like, can't that be your like triumphing song is a good one? Not some piece of shit journey song. Ugh. <laughs> but all right, I'll give you a win on that, I guess. Yes. But I did have a correct answer for this. And that would be that song uh, Heroes by Chad Kroger and the guy from Saliva from the first Spider-Man movie. Oh, I remember that song. And the reason being... It's because for whatever reason, I like it. So when I hear it, I get disappointed in myself. <laughs> I was actually going to say, I didn't, I don't remember disliking that song when it was a, a popular song. It's a very early 2000s song. Yeah. Like that song would not work released right now. But like back in the day when it came out, I liked it. I mean, if I hear it now, I still like it. So I just I get filled with a sense of disappointment in myself for liking that song. <laughs> and it hurts. It does. It hurts. Hurts the soul. And on that note, let's go into a non-disappointing song. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cineslayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And today we are doing a twofer on movies for you guys. We are going to talk about the movies Jiu-Jitsu, 
and the Iron Mask. We will talk about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with both of those movies with time codes in the episode description to let you know where things are if you need to skip around because if you have not seen it or something like that. So I guess first, I don't know, which one do you want to talk about, guys? Want to uh, talk about? Jutsu. Or? <laughs> Jutsu. Jutsu? Okay. <laughs> the Jutsu here. The Nicolas Cage vehicle of jujitsu. All right, we're starting with that. And since Justin, you volunteered it, go. Man, well, Nicholas calling it a Nicholas Cage vehicle is kind of putting it loosely because, man, oh, I guess that would be a spoiler. So I can't. Man, say go ahead and really, say it. Who gives a fuck? It's jujitsu. Man, that fool don't show up till forty minutes into this, and right. then he's in it for like eight minutes total. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, man. How dare they do this? How dare you advertise him like he's really going to be in this a lot and then he's just not. But anyway, yeah, I digress. I just had to make that aggressive. But hey, if man, you didn't put movie... it in this section, I would have. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, glad to hear y'all were feeling the same thing I felt because I was like, where is he? And then 40 minutes later. Oh, I'm here. But anyway, this movie, oh my God, just where to even begin? Like, it's godly, it's a ripoff of like the Predator, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> any competent martial arts movie. <laughs> and I guess like Commando, maybe there may be some elements of that in here. Like, it's just. I mean, but this movie, while it advertises that it's like this awesome mix of sci-fi and martial arts, it really just I think just where it fails is just that I guess that's the best way to put it is that just nothing stands out like everything feels like a rehash of something you've seen before. Uh, The lead actor in this is just uh I just didn't find him very interesting. Um, Jake, (laughs) you know, and that's just like, you know, even that name is just average as hell. You know what I mean? Like, that's just Jake. I mean, it's just Jake. So and that's kind of what this movie is. This movie isn't just Jake. It's just nothing really great happens, even when the, the action sequences are happening. And I mean, I will give the movie that I think that they did try to give you kind of like there was one fight where it was kind of almost there was a chase and it was almost kind of happening in first person. And it was almost like they were trying to give you a first person perspective and it was bouncing in and out of kind of like that perspective to third person and all this almost like a video game ish type of thing. And I mean, I guess if you're into that kind of stuff, you would have uh found that appealing but but trust me this is no 1917 it's nothing like that with its uh <laughs> first person views and camera work it's not quite it was close okay but it was not quite 1917 so uh none of that was good um the fight scenes i mean for the cast that's in this like especially like people like Tony Ja who man 
I love Tony Jaw. He's been in some awesome action movies, but even he just sort of felt kind of reserved here. Like the 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 scenes even with him fighting are I mean, the choreography's okay, but it's just okay. And for when you've got somebody like Tony Jaw in your movie, I think it should be extraordinary. But there's nothing like that in this. All of the fight scenes just seem run of the mill or it's people rolling around or the hat trick that this uh, that this movie likes to use a lot is, OK, we show two actors in a, in a kind of a close up shot. Then. The next thing you see is a pan out shot with obvious stunt doubles doing all of the fighting and doing all of the hard stuff. And then we'll cut back to our other actors. They do simple movements and stuff like that. And then it's right back to uh, stunt doubles doing the stuff. And sometimes you could just obviously tell that it was stunt doubles. Um, this movie doesn't have, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the budget just isn't like a budget of big Hollywood movies and stuff like that. So there were just times where you could just totally tell that we're not where the film says we are. Uh, the special effects just kind of seem very questionable. That's putting it lightly, I guess. And just weird at times, like the alien Brax, which, I mean, come on, y'all couldn't think of a better name of Brax, the alien. I mean, that that sounds like straight out of like 1989 or something. But anyway, there would be these moments where his helmet is kind of like, tra- like, it's like you can't see the face in his like helmet. But then there were these times where I guess like the helmet would be transparent and you could see a face. And why did that just look like a 10 year old kid with crayons <laughs> drew an eyes and a mouth <laughs> into that helmet? Like, Justin. I just thought We're it was smashing his so face bad. up against the, the, the thing is what it looked like. Justin. Yeah. Do you remember the show back in the day? It was an animated show called Exo Squad. Yes. Yes. I remember that. And then the bad guys were those blue aliens. Yeah. Tell me that fucker didn't yes. look like one of those. He did. He did look like one of those. But his face was just so stupid. And like anytime he would, that face would appear, I would just laugh. But it's not menacing it at all. Yeah, it wasn't medicine. It just made him look dumb. And so he would do all this. He would kick all this ass and then it would go crayon face. And I would just laugh. And so <laughs> and it wasn't even like a laugh like, ha ha. Oh, 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 I'm enjoying this. It was one of those painful laughs like what Joaquin Phoenix was doing in the Joker. It was one of those like your body had just in- nothing else it could do but laugh. <laughs> yes, I was just in pain. It was just. It was just I was just in pain and it was a defense mechanism to get me through this. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can tell by that that I enjoyed this and somebody else can go for now. Heather, go. Um, well, I I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece of any sort, but um, I, I will say and maybe I'm in the minority of this, but I, I didn't actually mind the. um some of the fight sequences just because, and, and maybe it's just because the, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot that shines in the movie. 
uh, that maybe it just stood out more as like, oh, okay, this is um, a little bit more like something I can stand in this movie. But it, yeah, that that's I I didn't mind those, but I mean, man, yeah, and that I thought the same thing about the the face of the the alien <laughs> because I was like, it, it legitimately looked like someone was like just smashing their face up against like the helmet, you know, like that mixed with the, uh, whoever the boss was in power Rangers, the little, the, the big blue guy that was just like a head Zordon. (laughs) Yeah. It was like Zordon smashed his face into a helmet or something. That's what it reminded me of. And it was just not menacing. (laughs) And it really, (laughs) it took away from the like villainous aspect of this alien and it was I will say that some of the sequences like for the fighting went on way longer than they needed to and way longer than I expected they would. Um, and I know we'll get into more on the specifics of it. But yeah, it just and then, yeah, kind of like you already mentioned, Justin. I mean, Nick Cage shows up like <laughs> well into this movie, you know, already kind of trugging along in a very slow fashion (laughs) um and it's it's just it's all over the map a little bit especially with the acting which i guess that shouldn't be surprising uh for the most part but it just man like it it was almost like what they wanted to do was do a a couple of well choreographed fight scenes and then just build dialogue and story around that you know hey we should have like a desert fight scene or, you know, hey, we should have a let's get in the woods crazy fight scene with like three or four people fighting together. Like it, you just felt like they were building it around these fight sequences they wanted to do. And then the story just kind of was hmm. made around it. That's what it really felt like with this movie. Uh, not that I haven't seen a ton of other movies that have that problem, but <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen one like this. So, yeah. Um Definitely not something that I'm going to ever say I would recommend, (laughs) but it's, but it is like, it is laughable in the sense of like, wow, this movie got made. Okay. (laughs) This was something they thought in the year 2020 needed to be a movie that was made. Um, yeah, it was just, um, a little bit, well, a lot of bit disappointing. (laughs) So yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for it. Guys, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I mean, come on, Justin. You know when you hear the name Brax, you are just instilled with a sense of fear and dread and impending doom. <laughs> and I mean, Brax. I just this was just a nonstop, um, you know, movie of people running around a a jungle from something that taught people jujitsu 2000 years ago i mean i can't even keep doing this um no this movie fucking sucked (laughs) i mean i'm just sitting here struggling to see if i could frame this in any sort of positivity now i just fucking sucked i mean i you know heather talked about how she liked the fight sequences like i didn't like those fight sequences would have worked back in like 1992 Like in 1992, those would have been like cutting edge, like pushing the bar fight sequences in 2020. (laughs) That's some boring ass shit. (laughs) 
I no, I can't disagree with that. I just meant of the whole movie. That was a highlight. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'm not, I'd hope so. It's fucking called jujitsu. I mean, if he can't do something exciting with a fight sequence, it shouldn't have been made. Oh, wait. Um, I mean, like Jasmine was saying, it's got Tony Jaa, who is one of the best like cinema fighters out there. And he's supposed to be this jujitsu master in this movie. And that motherfucker's doing all kinds of Muay Thai. I mean, he just straight up Muay Thai'd the fuck out of some shit. And it was just for him to get his ass beat every once in a while. And then he'd go away. And then he'd come back and get his ass beat. And then he'd go away. And then he just shows up at the fucking end. I understand that's all very much spoilers. I don't give a shit. I mean, like we were talking about, like, Nicolas Cage is in this. And he, he 40 minutes in, you see him. And then he's, like, off and on, I guess, until, like, an hour 20 into the movie or whatever. And, but I mean, in total, it's like maybe eight minutes that he's on the screen and you could tell heavily whenever they went, all right, Nicholas Cage, this is a stunt double while you do these fight sequences. I mean, apparently the main guy in this movie, Jake is big in a lot of foreign films. Uh, he's apparently a, like a world famous action star. It's just none of the shit that like we get here like on a regular basis or anything like that. So that might be why that guy didn't seem familiar, but it was weird that he was the obvious lead of the movie. But that's kind of why is it's to get more international appeal out of it. Mm. I mean, and he did fine, I guess. But like I said, so much of this movie feels like it's the 1990s, but not in a good way. You know, you don't sit there and feel like you're watching like something from the eighties and nineties when you're like, yeah, it still yeah. works though. It's not like you're watching like last blood or predator or commando or terminator or just something like that where you're like, yeah, it's old and the fighting is nowhere near as good as it is now, but it still works in its own fucking glorious way. This movie doesn't do that. I mean, and like Justin said, it's this weird combination of mortal Kombat and predator and, all these other fucking things, but it just still doesn't quite mesh any of those together in any way that's satisfying. I mean, this movie breaks its own kind of continuity with the whole thing is like every six years, this guy Brax shows up and he fights nine guys that are descendants of the guys he taught jujitsu to 2000 years ago or however long it was, depending on what year it is. And if he beats all nine of them in this movie is whenever it's all of a sudden like, Oh, then he'll destroy the whole world. But then they also say in the movie that the people have never won. So like, why hasn't he destroyed the world every other time? What is so special about this time? Did this six year cycle? He's like, Oh, I'm going to end the world now. And also how would they know that? How would they know he changed the rules? Cause he just shows up and starts fighting them. Did he send them an email or something? I don't know, but they were all well aware of the rule change. But like I said, they say in the movie that they've never beaten him. Did like, yeah. was the rule that like, Oh, you guys are going to get to do this for 2000 years. Hopefully in 2000 years, if you don't beat me, I'm killing the whole world. Was that the original stipulation? It just makes no sense anywhere, shape or form in this whole thing. And like I said, the movie breaks its own premise within its own dialogue but then still keeps that premise. And then like the main character of this movie is like supposed to be the one that's trained his whole life to fight him. 
and the one that even Brax knows is the best fighter and challenges him directly just runs away and then gets memory loss. And then when he starts regaining his memories, he's like, yeah, I'm no longer a coward, even though I remembered all the stuff that was right up until I was a coward anyway. It's like, what? <laughs> what? And then on top of that, I'm so fucking tired of movies. And it all starts with Predator. And I guess Predator gets like the pass because it was the original. But I'm so fucking tired of these obviously superior beings coming to Earth with all this crazy technology, like turning invisible and projectiles and all this other shit and healing abilities and whatever. But then they say they want a fair fight, but then they still use all this technology that we have no chance of catching up to. But then they still say it's a fair fight and they're looking for the honorable thing and all that other bullshit. Like, what the fuck is that? That's dumb. Like I said, it worked in the first Predator movie because it was what it was. It was the first one to do that. So it was okay. And then Predator 2, they did it. And you still kind of forgave it a little bit because you're just like, oh, whatever. It's the Predators. But then the more I see it with Predators and they're doing that shit, the more it just seems kind of stupid to even just use that guise of, no, they're still honorable. And it's about the hunt and it's like a religious thing for them. No, it's not. It's just about killing some shit. And like Brax feels the same way in this. Why did he even need to turn invisible anyway? When did he ever actually use invisibility? Like why like why he would use it? He would use invisibility to catch up to people to turn uninvisible when he attacked them. Like what? <laughs> why would you do that? Why even turn invisible to begin with? And then he's got like shadow dashes and shit where he just like you know, could teleport like short distances and like leave shadow trails while he did it and shit. And then he had like a throwing star gun on his wrist that had infinite ammo (laughs) that he would just use randomly. Yeah. Like this is one of those movies where everything is just at the convenience of what they need at that moment. Like, they even say in the movie that, oh, it takes, like, six seconds for one of his wounds to heal. But then there are times it takes, like, half a millisecond. And then the last time when they needed to be open for six seconds, it's open for at least 27. Like, none of it makes sense. It's just all convenience. Like, there are scenes where Brax, like, knocks somebody down and he has a sword in his hand. But when he's going forward to what should be the killing blow, because they still have, like, another two minutes of fight... He doesn't have a sword anymore. And then two minutes later, he has his sword again and he's killing him. (laughs) Like, it really is just what is convenient for that scene. And it's not even a whole sequence because he he'll there's at one point in the final fight, he has a sword and he's fighting a guy. But then when he goes in for the killing blow, he all of a sudden then has a spear. Why? Why did he change to a spear? Because the spear is what was allowed to be deflected where he couldn't have deflected a sword in that way. But he could deflect a spear in a certain way. So that's why they changed it to a spear. And that's in one fight sequence. But that scene, that exact moment in the scene needed a spear. So it was convenience. And I know I'm getting heavy into spoilers and I'll stop that. I promise. But I'm just kind of saying like, that's what this movie is. It says whatever's convenient for that specific moment is what it is. And I'll go into it more because I've just thought of like nine more examples. 
but they're all spoilers. And I said I'd stop that. So needless to say, movie fucking sucks. Recommendations and scores. Heather, go. Uh, no, I don't recommend it. There's no reason to really watch it. Um, <laughs> and, ooh, score. Oh, boy. Um, oh, you know, we'll go. I'm going to go 15. Nicholas Cage's admitting he's crazy out of 100. Sounds about right. Justin, go. Yeah, I can't recommend this. I wish I could say that there was at least like just one amazing, just oh, just crazy fight scene to recommend this. But man, I don't even think I can even do that. And Nicholas Cage, this just this is just one of those movies where it baits you with an actor that you like or an actress and then you watch the movie and then they're just not in it very much. They're there. All right. Yeah, they're in it. So they could put them on the marquee, but they're not really in it. It's not really their vehicle. It's not really their. It's not really their acting that that matters or bridges the gaps or anything like that. It's just not as meaningful when that happens. And this is kind of one of those movies. It's like, uh, you know, now we got your money. <laughs> now you got to watch it, you know, whether or not Nicolas Cage is in here or not, you know, it's just like one of those or like when they say now with real meat and, you know, in the nuggets and that could mean 4% meat. And 96% of it is not, but either way, it's got more meat, you know, that that's kind of what this felt like. It just felt like one of those trickery things with the marketing with Nick Cage. So nah, man, you, you don't need to see this. Uh, don't watch it. As far as a score, we're going to go with six, uh, Nicholas Cage, master jujitsu sword fighter paper hats out of a hundred. Um, no, I don't recommend it because like Justin was saying that, like, don't put Nicolas Cage and it's not even in a fun way. There was a movie that did something like this, that bait and switch, if you will, with like a, a really famous actor that's not really in the movie, but they make it seem like it is. Um, and my favorite example of that is Ben Affleck in Smoking Aces, where within like the first five or six minutes of this movie, he dies. And that was like a fun way yeah. of doing it, though. You know what I mean? It was humorous the way they did it. Like, it was fun. It was like an inside joke for the movie. And it kind of worked. Because, like I said, it's done within the first five minutes. Like, it's in, it's out, it's done. You're just stuck with the rest of the movie. Like, it's not like this, where they wait forever to have him. And then you get him, and then he's still barely in it. And then he's gone for the end anyway. You're just like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, so they don't even do it in a fun way. And then the Nicolas Cage you get is very subdued. I do think he's the best thing in this movie. But then at the same time, he's not the best Nicolas Cage he could be. And that's sad. You had Nicolas fucking Cage. Nobody wants to see reasonable ass Nicolas Cage. Like that was fine when he did like adapt uh, adaptation, you know, and like it's fine in something like The Weatherman. You know what it's not fine in a movie where you're fighting jujitsu against an alien. I want to see Nicolas Cage turned up to 11 balls to the wall doing mountains of coke that's what i want to see and they went nope you get a very reasonable nicholas cage that just says he's crazy but then doesn't even do any nicholas cage craziness it's so disappointing 
And then you get into these fight sequences that, I mean, they are just chopped up bits of garbage. They do so many cuts in those. I mean, it's just at no point does this movie even cling to anything that it should have been. Like, you have Nicolas Cage and you have an alien warlord, jujitsu teacher, fighter, warlord, conqueror guy thing. And you made a boring movie. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This should have been the most ridiculous, campy ass fucking garbage fest of a great time. And it wasn't. It was just boring. So, no, I don't recommend it. I will give it a score, though. I'll give it 0.5 shotgunning old ladies out of 100. All right, spoilers. Yeah. So, like, why doesn't Tony Jaw die like 20 times in this movie? They had no problems killing all these other random motherfuckers. Like, what does Tony Jaw get beat and then just left there so many times in this movie? <laughs> and then, like, why the fuck did those two people fall in love in the middle of that temple? Like, why? Why did they even need to go that route in this? <laughs> like, I know that that translator guy was supposed to be, like, the comedic relief. That he was the translator but didn't know shit. Like... That was, like, funny the first two seconds of it. But then when that was, like, every scene he was in, God, that got boring fast. Then, like, I said, Nicolas Cage wasn't even crazy. Yeah. I'm not just like, ugh. And then there's that whole thing of, like, he was a coward. Why? Why was he a coward? Why was he a coward then, but wasn't a coward later in the movie? Like, in the end, why wasn't he a coward then? Because people kept calling him a coward? And so he's like, man, I'm not a coward. I'm going to fight Dalian now. Like, why? He forgot. He forgot that he was a coward. The amnesia. Yeah, but then how. they reminded him like, fuck he was, man. <laughs> like, he was hella reminded <laughs> he could, of it, though. He couldn't remember the technique, man. He just couldn't get it down. He couldn't remember the coward technique? Yeah, he couldn't. I mean, what the fuck was that, dude? And then, like, <laughs> and, like, why did there's just, like, a bunch of, like, what was the point of those black cloaks that if you put them on, you put on a fucking black piece of sheet cloth and all of a sudden this alien can't fucking see you? What? <laughs> yeah, what? <was> what? <laughs> what? And they didn't even really effectively use it. They used it to hide at one point. Man, why didn't they try setting some traps like that? Like, man, put some of that cloth on some fucking like spikes and shit and he'd walk right into them. Shit. Like, nothing. They did nothing with it. Like, what? what is that? Like, I was so confused in that because, like, I will admit, I fell asleep the first time I watched this movie for, like, 30 <laughs> minutes. And, and I finished the movie, and then I went back and watched that part that I missed. So I was hella confused when those people just disappeared from his heat vision thing from wearing that black cloth. I was like, why the fuck did that happen? What is going on? And then, like... Then I would go back and watch the, the part I missed. And they're like, yeah, put these on. They can't see you with these on. I'm like, why the fuck are you wearing anything but that? If he can't see you in that, why are you not head to toe like a fucking ninja in black cloth? Right. He would never see you and you would just kill him because and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's the convenience of a scene. That's why it was convenient in that one scene to have those two fuckers be hidden and it's not even like that shit was in front of their face. He should have seen their faces and shit still. 
because they're just sitting there with it casually draped over them like a fucking hood and staring at him. Like, why didn't he see their faces? It should have looked like Harry Potter when he's walking around in that fucking cloth. Like, you know, when he's putting on the invisibility cloak and he didn't put it over his head yet, his head's just kind of floating yeah. there. That's what it should have looked like. Aliens should have just seen some fucking heads floating there and shit. That would have been cool, though. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't have the budget for that shit. <laughs> yeah, because they only had. The, <laughs> I think that's why they ended up doing it. It's like, man, we don't have the budget to be showing those people in this vision like that. And they go, now nah, the black cloaks will just will just say that that hides them. We'll just add that dialogue in tomorrow when we film that other scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is it that fire blinds him, and yet he got he and he knows it too. He realizes that that fire blinds that alien guy, and he just uses it to kick him once. Man, there's fucking torches hanging all around you, bro. Grab a torch and just start fucking hitting him in the face with it, dude. Come on, my guy. Like, what the fuck is this? And then on top of that, was that not the stupidest way in the world to show that he was blind? Oh, he's got flamed and he got flame visioned. So we're going to have it look like fucking blood splatters like slides around his screen. What? Yeah. What was that? Uh, also, <laughs> why in his little his little heads up display, his little HUD vision, when he would go to that, why did it just have a map in the world in the bottom right corner? It was just a map of the world just sitting there, just chilling, just the world. Am I the only one that noticed that? That he's just in there, he's like staring <laughs> at people in front of him, and there's just a map in the world in the corner. Didn't even have a dot on it showing where he is. <laughs> nope, just the world. So he would I didn't like catch that. <laughs> go back and look at it, dude. In his head's up. I didn't notice it no, until I'm the confused. end. No, I'm confused. I didn't. I didn't notice. No, you could do it just in the end. <laughs> I didn't notice it till he was starting to get his vision back from the flame. Yeah, I didn't notice that. But then like, that's all I could see. Any time it went to alien vision at that point, I was just like staring at the world. Because <laughs> I'm just like, why does it like just show you the map of whatever continent or like planet he's on? So, like, if he went to some other planet, it would show a different little map. Is it just like his indicator to show? Oh, I'm on Earth right now. I just I just I could not stop but stare at it. And then it also looked like in the top left corner, it looked like there was Thai, like it, it, the language, like it looked like there was the Thai <laughs> alphabet up there. It was definitely some sort of uh, Asian um, lettering up in the top left corner. I don't know uh, what country mm -hmm. or where or anything like that. I, I'm sorry. I don't. But there was definitely that in the top left corner, because once I saw the map, I did start looking around to see the details of it just to see what I could see. Like, what else did they put here? <laughs> I just was so like flabbergasted. I started playing Where's Waldo of secret things hitting it in the aliens point of view. But like like I was saying earlier, though, it just goes back to like whenever he's fighting Nicolas Cage. Like he drops the sword at one point, but why he had the sword in his hand and like, he's going to like kill Nicholas Gage and all of a sudden he doesn't have the sword, but then he does again, like right after, like, it's so weird. I'm like, is it the editor's fault? Like whose fault is it? Like that these scenes have so little continuity within themselves that it was hard to like, it was hard to invest in the fight sequences because they obviously didn't fucking care. And like I said, like that alien's all about honor when it's fighting Nicolas Cage. He's like, oh, here, pick up the sword or gives him the sword so they could fight some more. Like, 
there's that whole thing with it. But then like earlier in the movie, he's just like picking up a guy and he's like dart to the head, <laughs> like just grabs him like, nope, you're dead now. Like it, the, the inconsistencies of what they wanted him to be were just so obvious throughout the whole thing. Like, and also right. did it not bother you guys at the beginning of the movie when what's his name? Jake or whatever was running away from him. And he's like shooting all those ninja stars at him. And it was so obvious that they just told the actor, nah, just act like you're running away from somebody. Yes. Yes. And they just had the darts <laughs> fly by him in post. Yes. Like, it that wasn't was like, so don't funny. dodge anything. It's just like, no, act like you're running away from somebody. And you could tell when they were like editing the scene, they were like, man, it, he just needs something else. And they're like, oh, let's just add all these ninja stars to it because there's like 90 billion of them. And at no point do they really line up with anything that's going on. It's just the actor running and these darts are just going or these stars are just going by him continuously. It, yes. I <laughs> but it did that every time, like even with the comedic relief guy when they're in that temple and or in that house or whatever. And he bursts in and like he shoots the, the stars at him. And he, the guy's just standing there. And then you show it shows the stars mm -hmm. just go by the sides of his head like he didn't do anything. They just go by him. <laughs> he didn't move. Yes. He's just standing there and they're just Running missing in him. place or something. Yeah. You're what the fuck is going on with these? <laughs> like you could tell the whole point yeah. of the scene was you're going to run away and run away and run away. And as soon as you get to the edge, you're going to get hit with these darts. And they were just like, man, we need to add them throughout this whole scene or it just doesn't make sense that he'd use them at the end. <laughs> so let's just have 107 stars fly by this guy. And they look like shit, too. Like the CGI on those look like shit. And then did anybody else have a weird problem with the weird CGI filters they put on that temple when they would just do scenes of that temple? Yeah. Yeah, it was obvious. Yeah. Did it not look like 1992 Mortal Kombat movie fucking Outworld? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, this movie is stuck 100% in the 90s and it's not in a good way. Because you know it's not the 90s. So you just go, oh, they intentionally just did shitty. It's not even like it's an homage to it. I bet that's what they want you to think it is. Like, oh, this is just an homage to like those late 80s, early yeah. 90s fucking action movies. And it's not. They just couldn't do any better than that. So they wanted to call it that. This looks like a fucking straight-to-video sequel of a fucking Rod Van Dam movie that doesn't have Rod Van Dam in it anymore. It looks like what would be like Kickboxer 9 that came out that would have come out in 1994 that has just some martial arts guy that lost to Rob Van Dam like eight years ago in a martial arts tournament. He's now the main character. Yeah. That's what this movie is. Yeah. Oh, and the other movie it's kind of a ripoff of Justin is Kickboxer. Yes. Yeah, it kind of falls in oh. that too. And in Universal Soldier, speaking of John Claude Van Damme, in Universal Soldier, didn't wasn't he a soldier that lost his memory? Yeah, yeah, yep, <laughs> <laughs> he was. Was it? Yeah, that was him or the other one? One of those movies? Because wasn't Kurt Russell one of them too? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Solo one of those two? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Solo. Solo, Solo kind of did the yep. same thing. Solo. The Universal Soldiers movies, that reminds me, the Universal Soldiers movie. Did you know they're in continuity uh, with Blade Runner? Oh, really? Yeah, same universe. Really? Yeah, those are technically like replicants. Really? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's probably the most interesting thing you're going to learn in this podcast today. I'm not going to lie, guys. (laughs) That's it. That's the peak of this podcast is that info right there. Unrelated to the movies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those fucking movies. I mean, there's so many movies like that though. Like what's that Jackie Chan one movie? Uh, who am I? Where the action guy forgets who he is, but he knows how to fight still and shit. But you know what the difference between like, who am I? And this is who am I is good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a good one. You know, I mean, it's like, the problem is, is this movie it, it harkens back to those days, but it doesn't harken back to any of the good shit. It's like it takes all the tired and boring and played out and old shit from those movies and puts them in this one. Like, I'm sorry, guys, but none of you have the charisma of a Jean-Claude Van Damme or a Arnold Schwarzenegger or a Sylvester Stallone. I don't even like the next fucker I'm about to say, but you don't have the charisma of a Chuck Norris. You don't even have the charisma of a Steven Seagal in Exit Wounds. And I like that movie. Like, that's the problem is what made those old, just testosterone filled, shitty action films work back in the day. You had to have that one it guy. That's what made them work. And no one in this movie has it. And the ones that we know have it. They don't let him do anything with it. Like Tony Jaw, he can be that guy. I mean, Ong Bak, fucking the protector. I like Ong Bak too. Ong Bak 3 gets a little weird. But like Tony Jaw can be that guy. Yeah. But they just went, hey, dude, do some Muay Thai, get knocked out. Do some Muay Thai, get knocked out. Show up at the end. We won't kill you. Honestly, I bet that's the only reason why he did this movie is they said they wouldn't kill him. Like, that's it. And I think the only reason why Nicolas Cage said yes to this movie is because they said they would kill him. Right. (laughs) It's like, I'm only doing it if I die. Like, yeah. Like, Tony Jaw, they're like, dude, we'll give you the Nicolas Cage deal. And he's like, all right, that sounds pretty good. You're not going to kill Nicolas Cage. And he's like, oh, no. Nicolas Cage said he has to die. And Tony Jaw goes, no, no, no. I want the non-Nicolas Cage deal Then I don't want to die. And they go, well. That makes no sense at all for the story, but fuck it, we'll do it. And don't get me wrong, I don't blame Tony Jaw for any of that bullshit. I don't blame his shitty, like, participation in this movie on him. For although I know that motherfucker wants to pull a Michael Caine and build a fucking pool. I don't give a shit. You do, you do. Make your money. But I will blame the filmmakers for giving me a boring-ass Tony Jaw. <laughs> Because you could tell they didn't even have him choreograph any of his fight stuff. Because I know what a fucking Tony Jaw choreographed fight looks like. None of this garbage. I will say this. At least they let him fight Muay Thai. You know, at least they like allowed him to look good at what he did. Because there's no man that looks better doing Muay Thai on a camera. That's for damn sure. So they at least let him look good like that. But other than that, now it's a bunch of bullshit. 
Like, I don't know. Apparently, this main guy is like a, I said, a world famous action star who knows jujitsu. Apparently, that's his like big martial arts thing. That was his claim to fame was like a jujitsu type of thing. But, oh, God, I just never cared about any of that. Like, there's nothing more boring in a fight with a space alien than an arm bar. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. One of you two go now. I'm tired of talking about it. Now I'm tired. Some coffee. <laughs> disappointed i think is your word i mean honestly i can't disagree with any of the things you said even the 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 comments that you were making about how it's very like 90s and i can't disagree with it and maybe the reason i didn't mind the fighting so much is because i remember watching a ton of movies like that when i was younger with my brother and we would just like it might be the most random movie that no one's ever heard of it could be any of those. And we're just like sitting there watching it and we're like learning the choreography for it so that we can like reenact it, you know, like it's just, and maybe that's why I didn't mind it so much because I was like, I have seen a lot of movies like this, you know? And, and again, that's just kind of what my thought was, you know, I haven't seen this kind of stuff in a while, but I've seen it, you know? And, um, so maybe that's why I didn't mind the choreography of the fighting as much. Although I, I can't disagree. I mean, it's not, it doesn't hold up today. It definitely doesn't hold up today, especially with all the amazing, um, you know, just action movies that you see with, with styles of fighting that are so intricate and just more interesting. So I completely understand like why they are boring fight scenes for most people. I mean, and like I said, it's not like they were the greatest, but for me, again, I was just like, you know, it's it's more of a highlight of the movie than other things in the movie. <laughs> so that's kind of where my stance was on it. And I also didn't really I think that the unnecessary like twist storyline of Nicolas Cage being the guy's dad was it was just unnecessary. It wasn't needed. <laughs> and it was just like they wanted to add something in there to make you care more about it or whatever. But the character didn't even care about it. He was just like, yeah, oh, that was, was like, my dad. Oh, oh really? <laughs> He's like, I see. He just Shucks. didn't want me to know. All right. That's and then cool. it went into the worst flashback I think I've ever seen in a fucking movie. Right. <laughs> that was like a PBS special, like, flashback. And hey, that's it was an insult like, to PBS specials. <laughs> my bad. But yeah, no, I agree. And it's just like, What? And then it's like, are those supposed to be memories like that? He like he's getting those memories back and then he remembers that's his dad. Or is it just showing the audience like, hey, this is them when he was younger and that's his dad. Like, I don't know. Either way, the character, um, Jake, is that his name? Uh, yeah. Anyways, you know, the name of a jujitsu master. Of course. Jake. Big Jake. <laughs> But I mean, it's like he didn't even care. He w he didn't even have the emotion of like, wait, what do you mean? And why wouldn't you tell me that or anything like that? He was just like, oh, OK, cool. Like <laughs> that was literally all you got from that. And it was just a, a pointless thing to put in the movie that did not amount to anything else whatsoever, you know, and it just. I mean, I kind of guess casting wise, I can see them being a father and son, but otherwise I'm just like, there was no point. There was zero point in that being in the movie. 
It didn't change anything about the plot of anything. And yeah, it was just pointless. So, I mean, and yeah, the love story was very forced almost. And again, just like no emotion that these people had was was emoted in a normal way. (laughs) It was just very like, again, like we've seen in so many other movies, you're just saying lines, you know. Um, I mean, I guess technically the the love interest was probably one of the better performers in the movie acting wise, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, and maybe I missed this in the confusion of the movie, but when Nicholas Cage is fighting this alien and everybody else who like had tried to fight the alien before and got defeated and they're just kind of like on the ground defeated, why wouldn't, why couldn't they get back up and help him fight? Was there a reason that they weren't able to get back in there? Okay. Okay. Yes. That convenience factor again. Cause I'm like, they're sitting there just watching him get destroyed and they're just, just watching it. And I'm just like, I get that you guys just got defeated, but if you all attack at the same time, or at least you, you try to help this guy from getting killed instead of just like on the ground, like, Oh no, he's about to die. Welp. We all lost. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Then get up and, you know, go back at it. You know, it just didn't make sense that they're like so worried and just feel so defeated. Yet they're sitting there doing nothing to help the situation. It was just very strange to me. So, yeah, convenience. Convenience is a huge factor in this movie. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it just it makes it to where they just wanted to do certain things in the movie and they just fill around to say, yeah, this could maybe amount to that being a reason. So let's, let's just have this happen. You know, it just, it's all over the place. It's all over the map. Um, but I mean, and then again, the, the comic relief guy, I think his name was Tex. He was humorous, like you said, in the first, you know, little bit of the movie. But then he just became very cliche, like trying too hard to tell jokes trying too hard to make everything funny and it wasn't coming across funny at all. The only thing funny was him quote unquote running <laughs> after the throwing stars or, you know, whatever. And then just like the, the front shots of, you know, them running and you just see, basically it looks like they're just shaking a camera and moving their head. Like they're trying to dodge bullets and stars and whatever. And you're just like, what is this? But um, he was just, you know, he he had moments where he could have been a lot better as that character and they didn't give him much to work with, which, again, not his fault. But it just it it was it got old really fast. So even the funny moments weren't funny. And even the people in the movie weren't laughing at anything he was doing. Like, I think that last scene when they're all together and he's like trying to make jokes or whatever. Even like the main guy, Mr. Jake, was just like, he actually just looked confused (laughs) with what he was saying. He just like is looking at him as if he's confused. And you're just like, nobody's believing any of this. So it was a mess. It was a real mess. And, you know, but I mean, I can't say, I mean, it wasn't, it was boring, but it was, I, I wasn't as bored as Sterling. Like I didn't fall asleep watching it or anything. It was boring as in the story was boring and everything is predictable and everything is just means nothing. But again, like 
I mean, to be honest, it's better than New Mutants for what that's worth. Maybe because I had less expectations for it, but, you know, it's just (laughs) one of those things that I'm like, well, you know, I've seen worse, but I have absolutely seen better. So, Justin, what about you? Man, this they they spend all this time talking about honor and fighting and stuff like that. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, Brax, gets killed by two grenades like yeah it is two. I mean, it's two grenades shoved in him yeah so like if that's what you were gonna do i mean so you mean to tell me in the 100 years or every six for just decades that this thing has been coming back every six years fighting them you mean to tell me nobody thought well why don't we get a rocket launcher and just wait for him to right. come to that hole like you know there, there were just i mean if that's what's going to kill him like why not make the carrot the the main character have to fight him through combat it would have been kind of cool if like you couldn't beat him any other way like the only way that he was going to leave is if he lost through hand and combat. You had to beat him with jujitsu in order to beat him. And if there was some sort of gimmick or something like that, then it would have made that fight. You know, he would have been picking up all this stuff and it's not working. Nothing's working. It's like, nah, man, you got to take him hand to hand. And, you know, uh, Nicholas Cage father could have explain that to him you know that's why he keeps coming back you know we can't you know he hasn't found that person here that can beat him hand to hand that can beat him with using the jujitsu the true techniques you know they didn't even go for something like that to kind of make that and like you said sterling i think that just it maybe they they wanted some of that but they also wanted shooting stars and they also wanted people getting killed with darts they wanted everybody being killed all these different ways so yeah the the honor code it just didn't seem like there was one and then in the end you kill him in a totally non-honorable just kind of basic ass way like two grenades well i mean yeah pretty much i mean just you could kill just about anybody with two grenades i mean that's just that just seems so uneventful at the end there and just kind of anticlimactic when when that all went through and and the sad part is that like that concept I think if you did, if the right person got a hold of that concept, maybe you could do something with that. Every so often this alien comes and he challenges, you know, the best fighters. And the only way to get rid of him is you got to beat him. You know, you got to beat him at his game. You got to be a better fighter. And if you do anything else, if you try anything else, if you try to do this and that, it's not going to work because he's looking to be bested in hand to hand combat bad and if there was some sort of way to have that and explain this monster or Brax better or why he needed to do this like I never even understood why this alien needed to do this or why why was this alien motivated to come here every six years and fight these people you know did, did he make a promise to someone was it part of you know you just never really knew and the movie never really bothered 
to explain any of that. And yeah, I think that another problem with this is that I wish if you were going to pull from all of these 90s movies and all these 90s references and action movies, then I think you got to go full camp with that. You, you got to just go straight don't none of this is serious. We're just going to have stupid fun with this. And this is why we're going to have all these 90 references and stuff like that rather than going, OK, we've got a soldier with his memory loss and then we've got an alien that's kind of like the predator and does all these different weapons and stuff. But he's got an honor code. And then we've got the wise kind of sage person in Nicolas Cage, the sage cage. Like, how come I, I think in order for this to have worked, you should have just gone completely over the top with those concepts and like joked. There should have been jokes about like him having amnesia and being able to fight some, you know, some character, you know, it should have been meta, man. I think if this was like hella meta and like self-aware, like if one character is like, well, how come you can do all those fighting moves? How do you remember all of that? But you forget everything else. And then Jake could have been like, I don't know, man, that's just how these things seem to work. You know, like there should have been like this shit should have been just hella meta, hella fun, and just hella self-aware. And if it was something like that and made fun of itself, and you know, like, uh, I mean, I'm assuming that this main character is white. You know how kind of like, you know, you've got all these disciplines and stuff like that, but isn't it kind of funny how like the white character is like always the best? Like, I just think that that's kind of funny with these movies. I wish that this had made fun of that for some reason. Like, it could have been clear that Tony Jaw was clearly a better fighter than him. But he's like, well, uh, um, and, and then, and then, you know, maybe that black character could have been like, man, dude, this guy's a way better fighter than you. How come he doesn't want to fight you? And then he's like, well, don't you know how this works? I'm the chosen one. So it's got to be me. You know, it should have been like, I think if this was just like hella meta made fun of some of those stereotypes. And then when you get to the predator thing, you could have had all these funny little predator references and stuff, but he's not the predator, but he kind of is like, I think if you had edit this up and just had some fun with this and it had been self-aware you might have had something and then you really could have had Nicolas Cage just acting a fool he probably would have enjoyed this more probably would have wanted to be in it more or been kept alive so I think that this movie for what it was th they thought they had something by just having those ingredients but nowadays, man, it's not enough to just have those things and just real for real. Just, OK, let's go to the next 90s thing concept and just mix it all up in here. Now you have to be self-aware. You have to go, look, yeah, see why we did this. This is 90s and we're going to joke about it or see. Yep. Yes, we have this character and he lost his memory. Yep. We know. You know what this is. Yep. You know, you know, it needed to be that kind of movie, I think to even remotely have a chance of working. And, it's, and especially with the cheap budget, you totally could have done some of this. Like it should have, we were talking about watching Sharknado next week. That's what this should have been. It should have just went full Sharknado with its presentation. And I think it would have just been a lot better. Yeah, it should have embraced the camp wholeheartedly. I mean, all the elements were there. They were yeah. just too serious with it. 
but then like yeah, at the same time so too seriously yeah but at the same time they weren't like over the top serious that's what would have either done it you had to go over yes. the top with your seriousness or just embrace the craziness that your idea is i mean plus like the whole idea of it every six years like you have to stop this guy and you know they're all descendants of the original people that they taught jujitsu to how are they constantly like having enough kids to fucking keep that lineage going and teaching jujitsu through the ages if it's every six years you're killing the adult male right. or the adult woman in every family like every six years after like two or three of those you're out of people <laughs> like every like you're fighting 12 year olds and shit <laughs> like that's right. the stupidest idea in the world to do it every six years though. yeah convenience that's the thing but like you still could have just said 20 years <laughs> it would have made more sense right yeah or especially if, if you wanted to be the, the descendants of those families yeah and if you're gonna do the six like like we said in a campy meta ass movie that would have totally worked because then the alien would have been attacking some random doctor or some random guy kid at high school and then being like why is he attacking him well he's the descendant so I'm here to beat yeah, your ass you work. know you can could have I been mean, kind of funny I know it'd be incredibly <laughs> dark but he could like walk into a like a fucking like two year old playing with some blocks and shit like I know you don't want to necessarily go that route, but you could at least like not show it, but just show them like walking in that room and you're just like, whoa. And it's like, yeah, he's a descendant. Right. So I gotta like, you know, cause then you could have even played into the whole like chosen one aspect. Cause you could have had the main guy just be, you know, like a school teacher. Like he's just a gym teacher and Brax is coming to fight him. <laughs> and then that's when he unlocks the secret family jujitsu power. That would be a fun movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and then like you, you, like you said, it could be like Nicholas Cage is a taxi driver and he's like, oh no, Brax is back. And then he also, he's the taxi <laughs> driver that knows jujitsu to fight the alien. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Now that is Nicholas Cage craziness exactly. right there. And it's fun. Like, then you're just like, okay, you go with it at that point. You're either going to like, that's the point. That's like one of those moments in a movie that's ridiculous and campy that I, and it's always my favorite mo moment in those movies where it gets to that tipping point and you're either going to accept it and go for the ride or you're going to give up and hate it the whole time. Those are the moments in those movies. I love like, because I'm not going to lie. I typically say, fuck it. Let's do it. And that's why I go for these rides. And now sometimes it doesn't always pay off. Like, you get to that point in Thanksgiving when that turkey comes back to life and shit. That's the tipping point in that movie. Are you going to accept it or not? <laughs> yep. You know, yep. in Sharknado, when that fucking tornado picks up some sharks, that's your moment to go. Am I on for the ride or am I just going to be miserable the whole time? You know what I mean? Like those tipping point moments in these campy, cheesy, shitty ass movies that make it fun because I always tend to think that those scenes that you make the choices in are the funnest scenes typically in these movies because it does get ridiculous. Like, and I do like it when sometimes a movie maybe sets it up for you in a trailer, like a fate of the furious when it goes, 
submarine breaking through the ice and you go, these motherfuckers are about to fight a submarine with some cars. Like <laughs> it tells you that in the trailer, like you're going to get this in this movie. So yep. it's even telling you before you get to the movie, you're either going to accept this and go along for the ride or you're going to hate it. And granted that scene's at the end of the movie, but it lets you know what that movie's coming at you with. It lets you know from the beginning before this movie even comes out. Look, if you don't accept this scene, you're not going to like anything in this movie, you know, and those are the moments I love. And in this movie, I don't I mean, this movie didn't have it. It never had that scene. And unfortunately, with that, you don't get that choice to go on a ride because that's what this movie needs to be. This movie needs to be a ride. Yeah, it needs to be a roller coaster. This doesn't need to be a fucking, you know, it's a small world after all where you're just kind of on some shit and you're just kind of on a track to see shit happen. No, no, no. That track needs to be moving you like throughout a thing, not just going in a circle to show you shit. And that's what this movie was. It wasn't a ride. And that's where it it, it becomes boring. It becomes played out. It becomes a lesser movie than it could have been. I mean, I think that idea that we kind of just like half-heartedly just pitched of him just coming after actual descendants. And like I said, you get that that campiness, you get that chosen one for no reason bullshit narrative, you know, but you get to make fun of it, too. Yes, exactly. With yeah. that, you can make fun of it. And then you could even do something funny like at the end, the the Brax realizes that his coordinates were off or his watch was wrong and he's not supposed to come at this time. Or you know, you could just you you could have infinitely more fun with that. And him be like, Oh shit, I'm not even supposed to be here right now. Well, uh Exactly. I guess I will be back in fifteen years like I'm supposed to. My, you know, my knobs are right now. And, uh, you know, yeah, sorry, I killed your dad. He gets in the ship, jumps in the hole. You know, you could just do a lot of <laughs> other fun things, you know, like that. That was not this. And, and it would just be a lot of fun. And oh, I yeah. love that premise, too, of random people, random descendants, because that's what it really would be. How can you get like you said, you can't guarantee that all these people are going to learn jujitsu. So that would have been fun as hell if it was just random people. And then it's them. Maybe one person in that mix knows martial arts, but that would have been really cool if you had all these different people from all these different backgrounds. And one's a teacher. One's like you said, you know, uh, another one is a a cab driver. Another person is just a, you know. A, a pizza delivery guy well, and you or, just have all these people. You know what I mean? Well, or another way you do it is have the one that is the chosen one is the only one that's not ready for it. Like uh, you have all the other descendants are all like ready to go. They've been training their whole lives for it. And okay. Jake is a high school gym teacher. And all of a sudden he's pulled into it and he's like, I've got no fucking clue what to do. And they're like, no, you've got to fight with jujitsu. And he's like, I don't fucking know jujitsu. But then he like magically knows it because he's the chosen one. And then his dad is Nicholas Cage, the cab driver. And he shows up and he's like, <laughs> sorry, son, I forgot to tell you about all this. I didn't think Brax was going to show up in our lifetime. He's early this time. And it's this whole thing and all this other stuff. And then like 
they could be fighting. They could be like the whole epic in battle and they're about to lose and all this other stuff. And then you just have either Nicholas Cage's cab driver or Jake, the gym teacher, say something of like, you know, like, I'm sorry, I should have trained you. We just weren't ready for him because he's early. And then, like you said, Justin, he could look at his watch and go, oh, shit, you're right. I'm 40 years early. My bad. And just leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me that's not I a better really movie dig- than this. Yeah, I do dig the a- Nicholas Cage is a cab driver like pitch. That's probably yeah. the best part. I'm of stuck TV. on that. I can't I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, I know. It's it's it and it's a good uh, it does work. I can see him. I can totally see him doing that. <laughs> yeah. And he could just be like, I never told you about it because I never thought Brax was going to show up in your lifetime. I was going to tell you when you had a son so then you could train him, you know, like just be like, I never thought like, you know, just be like my bad, you know, and like all this. Other shit. He's like, yeah, it's our family secret. We all know jujitsu. He's like, no, I don't, dad. And then Nicholas Cage could just throw some jujitsu at him. And then he's like, like, and he blocks all of it. And he's like, holy fuck, I know jujitsu. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. just something like that. Like, just lean into the camp. And like I said, then you have him be juxtaposed. And then you get all those scenes, Jess, like you were talking about. Like, you have a Tony Jaw that's all, like, super prepared and awesome martial artist and all this other stuff. And he's like, you're the fucking chosen one? He's like, yeah, I know, right? I don't, I don't know anything. Like you play <laughs> yeah. into that, yeah, yeah. And then the other people on the team end up accepting him because even though he didn't know he knew Jujutsu, even though he knows it magically because he's the chosen one, he, being a high school gym teacher, still put his life on the line. And they realize that during the thing, they're like, oh, he's still giving it his all, and he hasn't been doing what we've been doing. We need to help him because we're a team. Man, it writes itself, man. We just really just came up with a better movie, bro. Like, it is. We just right here came up with a much better movie than this. And you could yes. do it with 100% the same cast. Like, yes. You don't have to change a damn cast member. You could have everything <laughs> the same. You could even still have Tex be like his best friend who's like the math teacher or like the Spanish teacher. And then all these other people come and he's like, oh, don't worry. I know Burmese. And he still fucks up all the translations. You can still have that. Yep. You can still have. Hey, you, we'd save you some money too. You wouldn't need a jungle. You don't need all that. You don't need all those extra scenes. Man, right. you need a high school gym too. You need a high school gym. That's it. <laughs> like man, save on wardrobe and too because you're not having to get all those fucking black shrouds for everybody. You just need like a guy in some gym clothes, man. Right. <laughs> man, like I said, it writes itself. It does. It really does. And how did they fuck it up? That's the sad thing. And they fucked it up. Oh. And we're not even on to the Russian movie yet. We haven't even gotten oh. into the craziness yet. No. Okay. We still have a Russian movie to talk about. <laughs> a Russian movie we didn't know was a sequel. Our bad. And by that. Or Russian. I mean me. Yeah. Well, I knew it was Russian, but yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I found out it was Russian. It's it's a weird, weird story. Let's just you guys want to move into that one. Yes. All right. So now we're going to talk about the Jackie Chan Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle known as the Iron Mask. Heather, take it away. Um, well, I will say for this movie, I think the cinematography was actually really good on it. Um, It was visually a nice. It was a it was visually really nice. Uh. That's kind of my biggest compliment about this movie. <laughs> but um, I, you know, 
when you have a movie with um you know Arnold and you got Jackie, you got you got these really and a bunch of random other stars. motherfuckers you don't know. Right. <laughs> yes. You just I don't know. I guess my expectation was just I I maybe I didn't have the expectation, but I guess I I wanted I wanted to believe that some of that was going to be better than it was. So, again, a disappointment of a movie. Um, even the costumes, I didn't mind. I thought the costumes were nice um, for the most part, minus the strange wig that Arnold had on. But it was... Um, okay, Heather, I, I have to stop you. What do you have yeah. against barrister wigs? <laughs> You had an issue within Thanksgiving three. You got an issue with it now. What's wrong with a good old fashioned barrister wig? The people Nothing demand answers. The- <laughs> Nothing's wrong with a barrister wig if it's like in the right setting of a movie. It was. I don't know. It was. For this one, for this one, it was. But it was Arnold, and it was just weird. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I have nothing against barrister wigs. Anyways, um. But all of that being said, um, I I think, again, I will say this movie actually had potential as well to tell a more intricate and fascinating story than it told. Um, And like Sterling said, this was apparently a sequel, which I was unaware of going into this movie. But I just I feel like they really tried to um, connect different worlds together. And it just, there's something off about it. I don't know. It just, it didn't work. I don't think as well as, or it just, it didn't translate the way they needed it to. I don't know. But uh, everything about this one felt really off. And this one to me was more so the, the boring movie of the two that we're talking about today. I was actually more bored at this movie, which is weird because it's, you know, two, you know, super big action stars and, it actually has a more compelling story, but for some reason, the way they told the story in this movie was just kind of slow and boring to me. But long. Um, too long. It was really long, right? Um, so, I mean, that's kind of my first take on it. I, I guess I, I think I expected to like this one better than Jujitsu, and I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I, I didn't really care for either of them. If there's anything that might give this a leg up, it's probably visually how it looks because it's a lot better. But I mean, just even like the the fighting, the fighting was also good in this one. I will give it that, you know, the the fight sequences were good, you know, and who doesn't want to see, you know, Jackie and Arnold like fight, right? You know, like <laughs> it's just, you know, but um, it, it's it's long. It's not very well paced. And it it kind of really just falls short of the story that it could have been. It just could have been a lot better. It could have been told in a better way or in a more compelling way, I suppose. Um, so not really a fan of it, but again, probably just slightly better than jujitsu for me. Justin, what about you? Yeah, so, I mean, really, this movie, to me, is guilty of kind of doing a similar thing that jujitsu does with Nicolas Cage, where, okay, you know, I, I was intrigued by this because I thought that Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger were kind of going to be the two main characters in this. 
and I will give the the movie this. They promised that there would be a face off with Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And without going into too many details, you do get that. So I will give them that. I did get that. But in a similar fashion, they're not really the main characters. They're, they're not really that involved. Once the story gets to the halfway point, they're almost completely removed from this story, except for just yeah. a few scenes at the end. And I was so disappointed because in the scene where they were together, that was probably the most fun I had with this movie. That was those two interacting. And maybe it's just something about the fact that I'm just such a fan of those two. It wasn't that in the scene they were doing anything spellbounding, but I did find it entertaining. There was one funny part that uh, in that little fight scene that they had that generally got a laugh out of me. And I was like, okay, you know what? Um, If I get more of them, I'll, I'm along for this ride. But then halfway through, it goes, hey, guess what? Now we got to develop all these characters that you know nothing about or care about. And now they're going to be the the driving vehicles of this story. And now we're going to go over here and we're going to fight this witch. And it just suddenly became something like it was almost like it was two mood, two different movies like it just suddenly became something else. And it just, uh, and, and, and I do think though, uh, one thing I, one credit I will give this is, yeah, like you said, Heather, visually, this movie does look better than the, the, than the movie we saw before this. And this looks better. I will give it that visually. It's got a lot of bright colors. It's got a lot of, um, not all the visual effects are good, but sometimes visually it did look good. Some of the character designs, like the uh, what I call the the family of Raidens, and I'll get into that mortal these Mortal Kombat Raidens that have these like different abilities or whatever. Like the, there were some interesting concepts in this, and, and so it did definitely have. A distinct art design. I will give it that. And I did think that some of the fighting was a little bit more creative visually and things like that. None of but but none of it really, but again, none of it really stood out. Kind of like in jujitsu, there wasn't just that spellbounding moment where you're just like, oh man, this that they really knocked it out of the park with that fight or anything like that. It was better choreographed, I feel. Um, but Nothing, but again, nothing spellbounding. And to me, this was just way too long. And I think the reason why it was long is because there were just so many characters. There were so many characters that there was so much jumping back and forth. Okay. This is what this character is doing, but, and they're important. Well, this character is important too. Well, now we got this woman and she's important too. She's coming along. And now we've got, and there were just all these characters and, I just found it so hard to care because the moment we started spending time with some characters or I felt like the actors kind of got something going, we had to go to another scene. And now we're with the witch and 
she's laughing and looking menacing. And now we're back to these two characters and what's going to happen to them. It just, it just kept jumping around and I don't think anything ever landed with me. And then, and like, and then it was just so long. And like you said, the pacing, there are parts of this movie that I do feel just kind of drag or, you you know, you, you kind of get the gist of what's happening, but then it continues and I just think that that was very problematic in this. So it just led to a lack of enjoyment for a lot of spurts during it. And I kept hoping that somehow I would get Chan and Arnold back somehow. I just kept hoping that somehow all of this would come together and those guys would be in more scenes at the end or fighting or something. I just thought there was some way to tie this all together, but th- they were just so kind of unrelated, but the movie tries to act like they are, but they're really not. And so it just kind of led to a lack of enjoyment for me. And it felt kind of like a disappointment. I felt like I, I, they advertised them and yes, they are in it, but again, they just weren't the crux of this film. Unfortunately, I have to agree with that for the most part. I mean, yeah, this movie is very long um, and Arnold and Jackie Chan are in it just too briefly. You know, it's just one of those movies where like it really is like both of these movies, jujitsu and this I got and suggested we do an episode on because it's the whole idea of Jack or, you know, you've got Nicolas Cage fighting a space alien with jujitsu. Sign me up. Yeah. I want to see a whole movie of that. We didn't. Right. We got eight minutes of it. You know, Jackie Chan versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck it. I want that movie. We got like a scene of that. And so it's like the whole promise of what this was and all this other stuff or just it's I guess not the promise, but the idea of what these movies were was just unfortunately better than what they were. You know, I agree with Justin. A lot of the fight scenes in this we've seen a bunch of times in other movies. I will say this. I did really enjoy, though, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Jackie Chan fight. I liked they played into what Arnold does. You know, he's not like a, you know, a fighting tactician, but the motherfucker's strong. And they played into that. I liked the humorous elements of their fight. When he was like, well, no, no, don't use that. That's the helmet of Genghis Khan. He's like, the helmet? This is an incense pot. And you just see that look of defeatedness on Arnold's face. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, I laughed at that part. That was the part I was talking about that was funny. I, I thought that was hilarious. Or like when he's going to get all those different swords, he's like, no, not that one. That's the, the Sultan of Turkey sword. No, not that one. Not that one. That's the spear of Alexander the Great and all this other stuff. And he keeps telling mm. him no. And he's like, well, what am I going to do then? And Arnold's like, oh, well, I guess I could put down my sword. You know, I liked that. Those were very humorous <laughs> elements. Those are the things that made Jackie Chan famous. You know, well, one of the reasons other than also his insane fucking stunts and shit like that. But like, that's what has always made a good Jackie Chan fight are the humorous elements of his fight and how he can blend those in. And you got those in his fight sequences in this movie. And you got that in droves with Arnold, because I know a lot of people don't think of it, especially from back in the day. And Arnold has transitioned into that more now lately. But Arnold does have some really good comedic chops. You know, they're not always done the best in some of the comedies he's chosen. 
like, I don't know, Jingle All the Way or something <laughs> like that. But he does have good comedic chops. And I, you got to really see that play against Jackie Chan in this. And I thought it was fantastic. And the way, like I said, they choreographed those fights, really playing into Arnold's strengths, but then also playing into Jackie Chan's. And also, kudos to Jackie Chan, because you know he had a hand in choreographing that. He knows how to play into that and make both of them look good. Like, that was the great thing about it. Arnold can't move like he used to. He's really old now. He's not in the same shape he used to be in. But they played into what he could do. And he looked good doing that. But unfortunately, that's a scene in this movie. And unfortunately, there's a lot of other scenes in this movie. And they're not as good as that. Uh, I will agree with what Heather was saying earlier. Like, this movie is fucking fantastic looking. I, I, I will give it that. For the most part, it looks fantastic. I... Even down to whenever there's a carriage chase through fucking old timey London. I thought looked great. Yeah. You know, um, for it being like a fully CGI dragon and brightly colored and all this other stuff. I thought the dragon looked really good. I thought some of the stuff with the witch, the fight scenes with the witch might not have been the best fight scenes, but I, they looked good. I liked the way they did the color palettes with a lot of their stuff. The scenes were very well shot. It's just a fucking nonsense movie with a bunch of other nonsense characters that are the actual main characters that I don't give a fuck about. And even then, the movie, the characters from the first movie that we didn't know existed until like I was like halfway through this movie. I was like, this seems weird. And I looked it up and found out it was a sequel. Like those were the characters that you didn't really get that much investment in either, though. Like those characters weren't really the real main characters of this movie either, because the main character of this movie and the in the 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 first movie in this uh, like little two movie thing is the cartographer guy, the guy that makes the maps. I wouldn't have said he's the main character of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't either. But that's the main character. Like that's the main one. Yeah, granted there are some story elements that do revolve around him, but there's a lot more that follows falls around that princess character. You know. But he was the main character of the first movie. This is a sequel to that movie. I wouldn't have guessed that based on this movie. And with that, that's where it runs into the trouble. Like Justin was saying, there's so many other characters and these other storylines you got to get into. And you don't even give a fuck about the main character storyline for the most part, you know. And I've got an idea of what would make this movie better. But I'll save that for the spoiler section. I've really sucked on not doing spoilers this episode. I've really sucked at that. I don't care. If people are listening to this podcast, I think it's because they just want to know what's going to happen in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just for these movies, I don't think it really matters. I mean, because like I said, the, the reasons why people in America are going to want to see these movies, we're kind of saving them for letting them know that's not what's going to be this movie. Um, uh, With that recommendations and scores, I guess. Uh, Heather. I think it's you. I don't know. Other go. Um, I personally, I can't say that I recommend it to anybody. Um, again, there were some elements that were done all right, like the visuals and the story itself, like had potential. But I, I just can't say that I recommend anybody to watch this movie. Um, I think 
just skip to the fight scene between Jackie and Arnold. That would be the, the that's the highlight of the whole thing. So I think just skip to that and you're good. Um, and yeah, so my score is going to be, um, ugh, I'll give it 18 Arnold Schwarzenegger's in a barrister wig out of a hundred. Justin, what about you? Yeah, she, you took the words right out of my mouth there that I was going to say the same thing, man. All you need to do is go to YouTube or something and watch the Jackie Chan Arnold fight. And in a nutshell, you don't need to know the backstory. You don't need to know any of that. Just watch that interaction because that was, that was fun and imaginative. And it really is just those two people, those two actors doing a lot of what they do best you know that that's why we love them and you did get to see a glimpse of that in that fight scene so yeah i would recommend watching that but as for the whole movie i mean i just i I wish and like i said it still just felt like two movies i just wish that there was a way to cut this in half if one movie had been about Jackie Chan and Arnold and that relationship. And then maybe the second movie is about this princess and this kingdom and regaining the, the and, and regaining her place as the as the princess of this kingdom and everything. Maybe you would have had something with that. I, but doing all of this in the same movie in that two hours, it was too much for this movie to take on. Uh, I think it was just too much for it. And I don't know how you could sit through all of this after the Arnold Jackie fight. It, it was tough to get through the rest of it uh, after the Arnold and Jackie fight. Um, so with that, yeah, I can't in good conscience recommend that somebody buy this or purchase this. You only need to see that uh, Arnold Jackie scene like we both have said. Um, as far as a score... We're going to go with, yeah, we're going to go with six. Um, Wow, I just drew a blank. What am I going to say for this? Man, just give it six dragon crest that awaken a big dragon. But then they say he's not really about that crest life out of a hundred. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get a three- a three-peat with this recommendation. Yeah, just go see that fight on YouTube and then don't give a fuck about the rest of the movie. I mean, that's fair. Like, that really is the reason to watch this movie. Um, so I'll recommend that. I, re- I recommend that fight. I really do. Uh, uh, other than that, man, take your leave for the rest of the movie. I mean, if you want to see some pretty visuals, sure, keep watching. I don't know. Like, leave it up on your TV screen and throw on a podcast or something. Like you just don't have to listen to anything. Just look up every once in a while and you'll see some pretty shit. Um, as far as the score goes, I really liked that fight. So I'm going to give, for the Arnold Jackie Chan fight, I'm giving that 85 uh, Jackie Chan does some drunken master out of 100. For the rest of the movie, I don't know. I'll give it 10 dragon eyelashes out of 100. <laughs> right because i just think the overall score it shouldn't hurt what that fight was i really like that fight and i and yeah, i, I want to i want to give them credit for what they did because at least that part of the yeah. movie lived up to the hype of what i wanted it to be i just wanted more right. of it 
So let's go into spoilers now, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So in the honor of we fixed the last movie, let's fix this one too. This is how you fix this movie. Okay. Jackie Chan is the master. He's tied up in the Tower of London. There's some guy with a fucking iron mask in his fucking cell too. And all this other shit. And Arnold's the fucking head of the prison. Sounds just like so far like parts of this movie. It is. And you have some guys go there and they try to get the master out. But Arnold's like, no. And they try to fight him to get him out. And he's like, no, fuck that. And he beats them all up and they go. But like Jackie Chan here. So it is. And it's like people from his village came there to like get him to come back because their village is dying because their village survived on making tea. And the tea came from the dragon or whatever, but the dragon's been asleep since he's been gone. And so the tea crops dying and now their village is in despair because you know, all the tea's dying. So Jackie Chan's like, fuck, I need to get out of here and I need to get, you know, the dragon seal back there to wake up the dragon. And so him and the iron mask guy break out. You do the same Arnold fights and all this other shit, but you have Jackie Chan and the iron mask guy get out and they get to a ship heading to China. And since Arnold you know, as a military captain or whatever in this and all this other stuff, he says, fuck that. No one escapes from the Tower of London. And he gets on a ship and he chases him the fuck down. Yeah. And you can have some fucking cool ass naval battle scenes. You know, they could have to stop and get supplies or something, but they're still on the run because Arnold's fucking chasing after him and all this other stuff. And they can get to China and Arnold's still fucking chasing after him and all this other stuff. And then you can have the final fight be them trying to get the dragon seal over there, but Arnold's fighting them. And then they get there and they wake the dragon. Then Arnold's like, oh, and sees all the magic and the spectacle and all the tea comes back to life and all this other shit. And then he's like, I understand why you were doing everything. I'm sorry. It's just my job. But I understand there are purposes higher than all this other stuff. And then he leaves them being goes back to London. Bam. Fix this movie. Yeah. Because then you could get more scenes with them. And then there could have been a couple of more interactions where a couple of more fights where Jackie and the Iron Mask guy escape. And, you know, it could have been kind of like this little cool little chase movie, sort of. And then finally you get there. And, yeah, Arnold is part of that. You could have Arnold conflict. You could have Arnold at one of the ports they stop at and all this other stuff like hire some pirate mercenaries to also chase them down to get some different fights. You know what I mean? To get some different bad guys to fight Jackie Chan and the Iron Mask guy, you know, like to change up the, you know, to change it up a little bit. Man, that would have been such a better movie. See, that's all this movie needed. I need all that other shit. I mean, that stuff in the witch and all I get, you know, it all makes sense and all this other stuff. But like you're gone from that, that the the end setting, you're gone from that China, that village in China for most of this movie. I say that it's a very long movie, so yeah, you do end up being in that village for a long time also, but you're still, you're gone from it for so much of the beginning of the movie. And then they don't even have the princess be the main character at any point in the beginning of the movie. And then all of a sudden she transitions into being the most important character in the movie with what 50 minutes left, but that's not what she was yep. before that. So is it the, that's why it's hard to care about these characters is the the only point in time you think you know a main character is Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the yeah, only time yeah. you think you know who a main character is. And that's because for that like 30 minutes of the movie that they appear in off and on, they are the main characters. 
Well, fuck whatever. Like, fuck if they were supposed to be. They were because they were the only characters you care about for 30 minutes of the movie, you know, and stuff like that. Like it it, would have really kind of worked like that. And but no, it just it jumps around. You don't care in this and that. And then you have those like those machinations that do some interesting things. But then you find out they're just some people in special suits of armor. They're just like essentially people in Mega Man boss clothing. Yep. And they get beat so easily and it's not fun. You know, like the guy that blasts everybody with deafening sound just gets head butted in the nuts and he's done. You know, <laughs> the guy that's just a walking tank. They trip him. They trip him and he dies uh, with the electricity guy. They just stop giving him batteries. They destroy his batteries. And he's like, oh, no, I can't do electricity anymore. And then the guy that spins around in a tornado fog machine, they just cover him with a blanket and beat him yeah. up like it's fucking preschool. <laughs> and they're giving the kid a blanket party. I mean, it's so boring. And then, like, there's the fake dragon, which ends up being a bunch of paper mache and shit. Like, my question is is why did they have a bunch of people in a dragon body that never went outside? Yeah. <laughs> There's the dragon body yeah. that stays 100% in the cave and no one outside sees it. But they've got like 80 people in there being like, nope, we're the dragon body guys. Got to get these movements right. What was that? Why? Like, it makes no sense. The, and then, like, on top of that, it's very weird because when the dragon, you see the dragon coming out of the cage, it looks all like blue and purple and black and dark, and mysterious. But when you're in the ca- cave, it's all green and orange and shit. It looks like the fucking dragon from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. And then, like, because this is a Russian movie, like these Russian pirate guys end up saving every like every fight they're in. The Russian pirate guys are the ones that win it, you know. And I, I gave no fucks about Peter the Great, the czar guy. He was infinitely more interesting yeah. when he was wearing the mask. As soon right. as he was out of the mask, I stopped giving a fuck about that character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gave no fucks about him. And what the fuck was the point of that old guy that was in the cell with him that just died at the sight of a woman? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I appreciate the joke they did there. That was just really ridiculous on the fact that when the guy dies, the woman says, Oh no, this man's soul has escaped his body. And Arnold goes impossible. No one's escaped. And I I thought that was a fun joke (laughs) because the, just the idea that somebody would die even on that. Somebody's soul (laughs) could pass on past him. Is just unfathomable to him. I appreciated that joke, but at the same time, what the fuck was that? Just what was that character? He was just so weird. He's like, oh, let me touch you. Uh." And then he's just dead. (laughs) And he's all fucking contorted like he saw the fucking, like, what's her name? That that fucking girl from the ring. Like he got scared to death from that girl. And then also, what was their plan to get that guy's body out without the chains that are attached to Jackie Chan and the other guy not slipping because they did nothing to prevent that. So they just said, you guys stay over there, cut the chain. Oh no. Like that was it. That was their plan was the hope the chain wasn't going to slide through the ring after they cut it. Like what the fuck was that plan? 
don't get me wrong. That is what leads up into the escape scene that makes it all fun and shit. But like, still, what the fuck was that? Also, I want to know why Jackie Chan was in the top of that tower. <laughs> like, what did he do so wrong? Was it, or is it just because they were on that racist shit? And they're just like, oh, no, a guy from China. Nope, criminal. Put him in the top. I just don't know what he would have even done that would have been considered a crime like that. I know that it wasn't even anything like that because they were like, oh, no, that the evil witch is the one that put him in those prisons. Okay, so the evil witch in China put him in the Tower of London. You're telling me nobody's going to ask why he's up there? (laughs) Yeah. Because it didn't even seem like that witch had any magical powers outside of being able to put some fucking masks on. So it's not like she could have just convinced Arnold he deserved to be there or anything, you know? Yep. Just dumb. Also, that that little that little white wizard guy or the white tea wizard or whatever the fuck his name was, there was like I, I don't know, the the sidekick to the evil queen witch lady. He was really annoying. I didn't like his character. Oh, yeah, he was, yes, he was very annoying. Yeah, he was just annoying. And even after she killed him, he was still being annoying. Oh, I know. you the son. Oh. And then, like, also, what's the point of, like, stealing all the gold, like, weekly payments from, like, all these people in the village? Like, how are they getting new gold? Like, where are they getting new gold from? Wouldn't the idea be that the queen, like princess lady, just takes all the tea and then sells it and gets all the gold herself? Where would the secret gold that the villagers get come from? Nobody's got gold to go buy shit. You know, where's that gold even coming from? <laughs> Apparently, you guys are just as clueless as I am on it. Yep, I nope. agree. No clue. No clue. <laughs> oh, I'm done talking about this. Why don't you two go now? <laughs> I mean, the only thing I really wanted to kind of add also is the 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 lady at the end. I'm forgetting her name who's like kidnapped, um, you know, and, and they have to rescue her or whatever. Just there's that moment at the end when um, the other guy's dying and she's like, but you have a son. <laughs> yes. What <laughs> like, the fuck was again, that? That kid was like yeah. nine years old. <laughs> Why has she never told him in a letter that he had a fucking kid? Yes. It's like this entire time, like, you could have given him that motivation at any other point in this whole entire movie. And then it's just like, but you're dying. So now you need to know that you have a son. And then how the fuck <laughs> like, did that locket what? stop that, too? <laughs> I still don't even know how right. that happened. Yeah. That thing was a oh, good man, nine that- inches inside of him and somehow a locket <laughs> stopped it. Right. Everything about that, that whole scene, that whole thing was just (laughs) like, why and what is this? Like, it was just, there's so many things that just don't make sense. Um, (laughs) And like how you put it earlier, Sterling, we were like, it's just a nonsense movie. (laughs) Like, it really, really is. And like, what about that, that captain that was a little person that they're just like, He's for what you you can tell this is a Russian movie because Russians don't know what rum is, so they have to change it to whiskey. So at one point he's like yo 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 in a bottle of whiskey, and you're just like oh that's wrong, <laughs> something's off here. <laughs> yeah, wow, yep, 
it just there's just so much like weird weird things in this. But I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to add that I don't because I pretty much agree with like what you're saying, Sterling, about all these things. And then and and you're right. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger he does have he has good comedic chops, like you said. Um, yeah, and I, th- I I do think that that fight scene all it was it was the highlight of this of this movie uh for sure like without a doubt but it's <laughs> I, I i think i would have preferred just more consistently that type of comedic stuff throughout the rest of the movie um it would have made it more fun it would have made it better and yeah i mean we i think we made or you guys made both of the movies we saw better with your <laughs> with your input you gave but I just don't like, uh, I don't know. It it was, it was too long. There were so many things. And then I just, I feel like the way that they went back and forth between the stories wasn't really that smooth. And I will say that the, the storyline of the, the witch and everything that actually was probably more interesting than most of the other stuff going on. Um, I did like the whole, I did think it was cool how it looked like when it transitioned and like she put on that face or she had like that little row of faces and she put it on and like that that looked kind of cool how they did that um but i mean i just i guess that one was the more intriguing storyline of the ones going on but yeah and also yeah i just feel like it's a waste of jackie chan just being locked up for a whole movie like that for most of it you know like it just they they could have done better, <laughs> um, but at least when they did utilize him, they did utilize him in in a good way. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really have a whole lot other th- things to say that you didn't already kind of touch on, except for the few things like that that bothered me so much about the, you know, you have a son. Like I feel like that's another trope that we should have talked about when we were doing the tropes episode. Where there's like, but you have this long lost relative or, but I'm your mother or, but you have a son. Like just the <laughs> Both of these thing. movies did that. He was yes, your father. They you have a son. What the fuck is going on with families in this, these movie universes? Exactly. <laughs> Which none of them had the correct response when you hear that news for the first time. Also, <laughs> how is Jackie Chan right? a master? Sorry. How is Jackie Chan a master, but his daughter's a princess? Families yep, are weird. True. Sorry, I just that, that made me think of that too. <laughs> because of convenience again. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of a lot of what the, both of these movies really play off of is like the convenience of this is just what I needed to be right now. So like, you know, but yeah, it just I mean, n- nobody reacted in the proper way when they find out the family dynamics in this movie. Like it just you know, you hear these this like life changing news in both movies and they're just like, oh, crazy. <laughs> like, you know, that's craziness. And that's, that's just kind of like it, it's it. And both of them are also just very unnecessary parts of the movie. And the things two of the well, yeah, two of the things that bothered me the most in these movies was doing that. And I'm like, why? What was the point? So. Yeah, just it is just like a plot a plot point to put in just to say, oh, we gave a little twist you didn't know about for no reason. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to add. Man, like yeah, that that's so true with the whole thing about the father. That's very true. 
And um and and like even with the dragon, just the the convenience. Like, okay, so they made it seem like okay that this dragon crest was like the source of this dragon's power and that you know you gotta have that because that determines who the dragon thinks the master is and stuff like that but then at the end of the movie the 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 witch imposter has the crest and the dragon is like and yeah, now i know who the you know i know who the real princess is and it's just like a non-factor and then and then at the end jackie chad goes well you know it was never about the crest the dragon just you know he knew who was pure at heart and all this stuff and i was like well if we didn't need the crest then why did the dragon just get his sorry ass up and help them and help the villagers and help the people like why did it take the crest to re to kind of rejuvenate the dragon. Justin, the movie explains it because the dragon seal turns into a knife and that's the only thing that can cut the eyelashes of the dragon. And that's the only way it can open its eyes. Explain, explain that. I don't even remember that. Golly, where was well, I no, Because that? they were saying that at the beginning of the movie that the dragon, like, because the witch wouldn't cut its eyelashes, the dragon, like fell asleep because it couldn't open its eyes. And so that's why whenever she puts the dragon seal in and she puts on the princess clothes and then the dragon seal opens up and it shows the knife blade on it. And then she takes it and starts cutting the eyelashes. And then that's when the dragon wakes up. It didn't directly say it, but it does show it and say it. Don't get me wrong. It's still dumb. That's right. Okay. It's coming back to me now, but it was still weird how just at the end, the crest. Okay, I'll give you that part. It was still but, meaningless, though. Yeah, but then why was the crest meaningless after that, though? You know, it just seemed like that might be, even at the end of that, I was like, well, isn't that kind of important to have? I mean, couldn't this happen all over again if you don't have, I mean, you know, if you don't have that, couldn't this uh, happen again if it's just there? You know, th that was just weird to me. I think there was a better way to kind of do that because it just kind of made it sound like the crest just didn't matter anymore. But I was sitting there going, well, couldn't somebody else get it or couldn't somebody like, why didn't that, that should have mattered more. But that, that was just a little weird to me, but yeah, you're right. They, they, she did use it to cut his eyelashes. My bad on that. But back to the, um, um, the, those machinations. And that's why it would have been really cool to have Arnold there in those scenes. Yes. Because like they, because like yes. that tank stone, which I like to call the stone Raiden. I just, they, they just reminded me kind of a mortal combat with the electric. So I just called them yeah. the, 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 the smoke Raiden, the stone Raiden, the sound Raiden and the electric Raiden. I just well, see, called them that. That's why they kind of reminded me of Mega Man villains. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had, they just had these abilities. Yeah. But wouldn't that have been so cool if Chan and Arnold got to fight those things you know Arnold could have took on that that tank one the stone one you know Jackie Chan could have took on either that electric one or the one with that was teleporting and all that like you could have had the you know princess could have taken one of the other ones you could have had them pair off and fight those things and you could have done some awesome shit with that so yeah that was just 
another thought I had when they were and when they were just the villagers were just easily beating them. I was like, okay, so the whole time you you guys couldn't formulate a plan and do this the whole time sneak up on them do this like it was just the, they died so easily and i just wish that some of those other characters could have squared off with them so yeah that that was the other uh main point i wanted to make oh no i'm right there with you dude arnold versus that big fuck oh that would have been awesome <laughs> yeah yeah so that that was a missed opportunity like the way that those things died, they should have been some formidable, like mid boss type of things. But anyway, I digress. Oh, no, oh, I'm and right I will say you. this. And one last thing I'll say whenever, like what Heather said, whenever the witch had the other and those other two put on their imposter mask and they were all fighting and they looked similar, that was kind of cool. I'll give them that. That. That was kind of cool. I did like certain elements of that. And like we've all said, you know, visually, this was very appealing. But to me, that was very cool where they were fighting, the background of it, the even some of the choreography there. I really liked how she was trying to protect the crest between between all three of them. And that was kind of cool. So I'll give a Cujo's there. I won't be too mean. I'll give that part of Cujo's as well. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, but going back to what both of you were saying though, like when Heather was talking about the, the, the plot and the story with the whole, the princess and the witch and all this other stuff that is good. It's just so disjointed between all the other nine plots they have going on. Yeah. But it goes back to what Justin was saying. That's a whole movie within itself. Mm-hmm. That's it a whole movie. To be its own movie. That could have been its own movie. You don't have Jackie Chan and yeah. Arnold in that one. And you just have that be a movie. And, you know, and then I think that works. That could have been a movie that would be interesting. And then you have the Jackie Chan Arnold movie that's interesting. And you don't make this a sequel to that fucking British cartographer guy that no one gives a fuck about in either movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, there both of those elements are there. Like there are elements of this in this movie that work great. It's just they're so disjointed or cut short or not enough of that you just don't give a fuck about the movie as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that That's just the truth because yeah, like we're saying the witch stuff and even just the whole thing about this witch being an imposter, taking on the form of the princess, manipulating these, this town and using these machinations to keep them in line. That's not, none of that is bad. That, that, that's like you said, if that was his own movie, you'd have a shot at that being great, but yeah, just too much other shit too much. I mean, and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna marry those two stories into one thing, you have the main princess be captive by the witch. Like I said, you you get that cartographer the fuck out of this movie. You have the main princess be <laughs> just a prisoner of the witch. And like I said, you have you do the Jackie Chan movie I was talking about earlier, but he's trying to get back to them to save his daughter. You know, yeah. And then when they get over there, yep. You know, then you can still have that witch and the princess fight each other. You could still have all that cool shit. But when they get there, you know, that's how he can convince Arnold to be on his side. He's like, no, I'm trying to save his daughter. And Arnold's like, I get that. I had a daughter once and I wasn't there to save her. 
And then mm. that's when you get Arnold to fight the fucking tank guy. God. Yes. See, you can get both of those storylines. And then all you're <laughs> going back and forth between is Jackie Chan on a boat trying to get to China and the princess being locked away and the evil witch doing evil witch shit. That simplifies so fucking much, but you get the best parts of this movie. Yep. Yeah. That would have been tight. Man. See, I thought at the end, I thought what was going to happen is that evil witch had the dragon seal, but because the princess said, no, the dragon seal isn't what gives you the power. It gives it to you, you know, like just having it doesn't make you that power. It has to choose you. I thought she, when she was calling the dragon over to her, when it got over to her, she'd be like, fuck you. You're not the one that's supposed to have this. And it was going to eat her and give the seal back to the Mm. princess. That's what I thought was going to happen. I did too. I thought she was about to get ate up and then it just didn't quite happen like that but I thought the same thing I was like man she is about to get murked by this dragon and then it just didn't quite go that way (laughs) yeah you know but don't get me wrong I kind of liked that little flying demon thing that was kind of fun but that's the only thing from the whole Russian arc of this movie that I gave a fuck about was that little creature thing yeah but yeah they needed to simplify this it needed to be its own movie without all that other shit it didn't need to be a sequel to that other movie because like i said we haven't seen that other movie but we don't give a fuck about it because we don't give a fuck about that movie's characters in this movie so i'm gonna go on a limb and say we're not gonna like that one because it's about the people we didn't like in this one right (laughs) right (laughs) you know i mean there's just there were some good elements here like what the fuck was Jackie Chan doing all that spider web shit with the chain when the dragon was waking up? Like it looked cool and all, but it was so dumb. Yeah. I thought he was going to get out. <laughs> I, that's what I thought that was like, Oh, his power. So his power was kind of restored too. And he was spinning around and doing all this stuff. And I went, uh Oh, Jackie's about to get out and we can have this final fight. I thought maybe I would at least get one more like fully powered Chan versus Arnold. And they didn't do it. He was just still in the sale. <laughs> it was just a big show and it was nothing. It was nothing at all. The only thing that had a payoff with that is when Arnold came in there and was like all this other stuff. He's like, you're free. Get this man free. And he's like, oh, yeah, the dragon's awake. And Jackie Chan's like, oh, I know I'm out of my chains already. Like that was the only reason that mm. scene existed. Also, if I was Arnold's character in this movie, when Jackie Chan's like, nah, dude, the dragon's in the air and the water and the land. And you see that dragon outline. I would have gone, motherfucker, I want to see a real dragon and punch him. I want to see the <laughs> fucking land dragon. I want to see a dragon. <laughs> I didn't go all the way across the world to see some fucking mountains that look like a dragon. I'm just saying that would have been funny if he's like, no, a dragon and punched him. End of movie credits. <laughs> you got any more thoughts about this movie? Nope. Ah. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Simma Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.simmaslayers.com or check us out on Facebook at Cinema Slayers podcast or Twitter and Instagram where we are cinema underscore slayers. Uh, if you can give us a rating and review that five stars, that sweet, sweet five stars on your preferred podcast listening platform. Like I said, apparently Spotify doesn't allow it. You should email them and go, hey, let me rate some shit. But yeah, if you do that, it really helps us out. And, you know, because Kurt did it, I won't say fuck you, Kurt, on this episode either. So thanks, Kurt. Of course not. No fuck you, Kurt's anymore. None at all. 
And just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. I was going to sing a song, a song passed down every six years because I am the chosen one. But I forgot it because I have amnesia. Or are you just too scared to sing it? <laughs> I thought you were going to end it like they did jujitsu. See you in six years. <laughs> I should have. I'm How out. about see you never, never years for that movie. God. Well, okay. I was going to say, don't say that at the end of a podcast because then it sounds like you're leaving. <laughs> see you never, guys. <laughs> This is my final one. That's the bad way. I'm retired. (laughs) That's the bad way to end an episode. Like, surprise, I'm leaving. Yeah, it's also a bad episode to end on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would have been a terrible episode to retire. Yeah. (laughs) Like Sharknado. I'm so excited by that. Right.